Hey gang, your favorite snuggly guy around, Aaron here, just giving you a quick heads up. We're going to be taking a little sidestep before finishing out Snipuli. This episode was done a while ago when quarantine was just getting started, and we were figuring out the audio still, so please bear with us, be patient with us, we're, we're, we're getting it fit, worked out, alright, just keep, just work with us, alright? Also, this was done before the Black Lives Matter movement. There are also some new petitions that we're going to be adding to the show notes. Please go ahead, check those out, get those signed. Remember, it's important that we make this more than just a moment in time, but rather a movement in time. Alrighty, we'll catch you on the other side. On to the show. Uh, welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. And today, we're stealing your girlfriend and uh, taking her hostage while we watch uh, Saving Silverman. Skip it a year! <laughs> Uh, I'm James Fights. Uh, to the bottom of me is Mr. Aaron Salinas. Aaron, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, guys. Uh, Aaron Salinas here, forever in blue jeans. Uh, Neil Diamond reference. Uh, editor, all-around snuggly guy. And a uh, long time... Uh, I've, I've seen this movie. This movie goes back for me. So, uh, But that's, sure. that's me. And uh, to the bottom of me is Mr... Uh, Kenny Madison. Yes, Kenny Madison, Chief Archivist of FlatFilms.com, making sure that everything is organized. And our final host is Olivia. Olivia, introduce yourself. Hey, it's Olivia Slap and Suarez. I am the social media manager for Shame Watch. I'm also one of the co-hosts for Shame Watch TV. And I am also the lead singer for my new band, Podcasts in the Rough. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good. Oh boy. Uh, so uh, we we tried a new thing. We have we, a, we have a wheel, the shame wash wheel. wheel. We of spun shame. it. Wheel, wheel of shame. shame. Wheel of shame. Wheel of shame. Uh, and we spun it, and it landed on Saving Silverman. Uh, this was brought to us by Jeremy Moran, and he's going to explain it as to why he put it on the shame wheel. So take it away, Jeremy. Hello, Shame Watch. Uh, This is Jeremy Moran. Uh, My guilty treasure film is a little romp from February of 2001 called Saving Silverman. It was directed by Dennis Dugan, and it stars America's sweetheart Steve Zahn, Jack Black, 
Jason Biggs, Amanda Pete, and R. Lee Ermey, plus a surprise cameo appearance by none other than Neil Diamond. This is a horribly offensive and problematic film. Um, if you are not a straight white guy, uh, the movie is basically not catering to you, which is very, very upsetting and angering. Um, but I, you know, shamefully laugh at this film. You know, it's the sort of movie that I would watch in a basement alone so that I can just, like, you know, eat popcorn out of a, out of a trough and just laugh at these horrible, horrible, horrible jokes. And I will say that, you know, the cast does what they can. Steve Zahn does not phone it in. Um, you know, he, he gives it his all. Jack Black does what he does. Uh, Jason Biggs, you know, he, he is who he is, you know, he's not the most exciting or dynamic of actors, but, you know, he gets the job done. Uh, Arlie Ermey is, you know, he's always entertaining, always, whether, you know, and it's interesting because he completely typecast, and yet his character is always fun, whether, you know, he's being funny, like in this or terrifying, like in Full Metal Jacket, uh, you know, and then Neil Diamond, uh, you know, what can I say about Neil Diamond? He's the ultimate in kitsch, and I think the fact that, uh, Neil Diamond is such a heavy presence in the film Saving Silverman, uh, because the characters are in a Neil Diamond tribute band, um, I think the fact that he's such a heavy presence in the film, uh, that aspect really adds a lot. So, Saving Silverman, a movie I recommend to nobody, uh, but if you must see it, uh, maybe you'll enjoy it. Yeah. What was great about that is how interesting that was. I really, really passionate about this film. I but, just, but also that's very Jeremy. It, yeah, but it, it, I gotta say, I love Jeremy. Jeremy is one of my favorite human beings of all time. Same, and, and that just sums up Jeremy right there. Yeah. So I haven't. <laughs> I remember seeing this film all the time on Comedy Central. Uh, <laughs> like it was always like, I, I think it was like when I was sixteen or seventeen. It was always on Comedy Central. Years old. Years old. Yeah. Uh, Comedy was, Central. Years old. Yeah, Comedy Central. Years I feel old. like that's an age. I feel like that's everybody's like ten year old age. I feel like that's an actual age. What? When you discover Comedy Central and it's just kind of on yeah. repeat. I, I think yeah. so. I, I wasn't allowed to watch it, but Ooh, wait, why? Dive into that. Well, I mean, first of all, I was the first kid in my family. I'm a girl, and nice. my yes, and my parents were just a little bit more. I grew up in a more conservative household, so mm. just kind of like, no, like you're not old enough to watch it and or watch the channel, really. And just because it like, had South Park, Chappelle yeah. show, like yeah. it, it had a lot. Like it, it was the a, Man Show, the Oof. Man Show. Wait, wasn't that Spike TV that had the Man oh. Show? 
Um, Mancho, I think, just went into eternal reruns after it uh, got canceled on Comedy Central. Which, uh, oof. That's all I'll say about that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, sorry. what I'll say about sa- Saving Silverman. Oof. Yeah. Oof. This was my first time watching it. I'm sorry. Olivia, <laughs> before us uh, straight men talk about this very <laughs> straight men-oriented movie, I want to hear so badly your perspective because this movie well just please take it away just please take it away so this was the first time that i had seen this movie when i saw first of all i thought it had to do with sarah silverman and (laughs) i wish not but she's great no so when i saw that it had jason biggs i've always associated him with american pie and i've associated those films with movies i wasn't allowed to watch because they <laughs> so i kind of knew that it was raunchy humor um when i found out that steve zahn was in it i was really excited because i love him he's amazing in that thing you do and oh then- my gosh yes. uh, olivia and the crew may i request a sidebar sidebar granted, granted. Uh, so I just watched that thing you do is the first time as an adult recently, uh, because when Adam Schlesinger passed away due to COVID-19, they, that, like that was kind of his calling card. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a big resurgence on that thing you do watching that movie. Good Lord. That movie is so charming. Good Lord. I that movie seen is. It, but I did rewatch a lot of crazy ex-girlfriend. Rip Adam Schlesinger, I didn't say his name right, Schlesinger, who was the lead singer of Fountains of Wayne and who passed away, but he wrote the song, That Thing You Do, which was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, it's so darn catchy. Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, thank you for yes, a sidebar. Of course. So when I saw that Steve Zahn was in it, I was excited. And then I didn't know that Jack Black was in it. And so seeing him in this film made me super happy because I just think he's one of the best comedic out actors out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this film, though, <laughs> I knew that it was made in the early aughts. I'm aware of what the stereotypes were back then and kind mm-hmm. of still how they are right now, just maybe not as bad. Mm-hmm. From a female perspective, <laughs> Judith's character... I think it was definitely amped up a Uh lot to kind of fit that stereotype of, oh, you should dump the chick who just, you know, doesn't like your friends. And, Uh you know, here's Uh the thing. I think it's important to, it's a plus if you're in a relationship with somebody and your friends like them and they like your friends. Yeah. That's a plus. It's something I've learned. I've learned in life that it's not always the case. Um, I've dated people where my friends weren't the biggest fans, but they respected mm-hmm. my decision. They just kind of were like, we want what's best for you. Yeah. So I can, I can see though that there are situations like that where, Oh no, we hate her, man. She doesn't like us. And the thing is, I think it, Judith's character, who was played by Amanda Pete, gorgeous, yeah. uh, gorgeous, yes. gorgeous. Now. Yes. I think it was definitely just like amplified a bit more because honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting boundaries and speaking up for what you want. Yeah. That being said, like she, there were some moments in this film where I was like, girl, just, just girl, yeah. no, like, no, like uh-huh. you don't want to control somebody either because I've learned in therapy, you can't control people. That's so. right. Because of free will. 
Exactly. So this film, this film, though, I will say, as raunchy as it is, actually, fun fact, I actually kind of like raunchy humor. Not a lot of people knew that, oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, we that's learned why, something new about Olivia. That's why Goon wasn't so much a problem. It was just the fact that I'd sure. watched it with like, my uh, what, what kind of raunch? What kind of raunchy movies, what kind of raunchy properties do, do it for you? Yeah, name yeah, the raunch. What do you like? I mean, Butt I, jokes. Fart I mean, jokes. I mean, nice. It it doesn't really matter. I I mean yeah. I thought Super Bad was great. I like no. stuff that is I think as long as it is the joke is is executed really well, then you know it doesn't really bother me. Uh, and this film, I will say, as raunchy as it is, and you know there 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 are some sexist things that happen oh. that I don't approve of. Um, I actually really enjoy this movie. Oh, that's wow. good. <laughs> was not expecting that. It, it was so. It was, it was so bad, oh. it was amazing. Uh, oh. It is this ironic liking, Olivia? <gasps> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, oh. Penny, explain uh, the rules! Olivia, I know that you're the newest addition to the Shame Watch crew, but gosh darn it, we've got to do a review <laughs> of the rules. Rule number one, uh, no dunking. We're here to celebrate the things no matter what. Hold on, I'm there's three rules. I'm celebrating it! Uh, Rule number two, number no two. self-deprecation. Because we are a podcast that promotes positivity, we want you to promote positivity even when talking about your own persons, Olivia. And finally, rule number three. Yeah, because not only do we love movies, but we love ourselves yeah. and so each rule other. Rule number too. one, no dunking except donuts and basketball. Rule number two, no self-deprecation. And rule number three, Olivia, in which you and Aaron are both required to pay $30. No <laughs> ironic liking. You can't love it because it's so bad. No, I didn't know that. I mean, I did You're like it. You're part of the staff, Olivia. <laughs> we say it all in every episode. I thought they were to me. I thought they were... you. Yes. <laughs> Me? Okay. I will go ahead and donate thirty dollars well, to the Aaron Austin will Food be Bank. Thirty dollars to the Austin Food Bank. <laughs> okay, but for real, Olivia I... will. Aaron will not, uh, unless he also is going to dunk up on this film, uh, or uh, I like it ironically. There's also an unspoken fourth. Yeah, don't do math. Which is uh, don't do math. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about. Yeah. Uh, just gotta keep reminding <laughs> people, you know? Uh, so, Olivia, so now that have... we've got that 30 bucks transaction out of the way in which we will require a receipt, uh, why, why it's so bad it's good? Yeah, exp expand on uh, so bad it's good. Just, I mean, there was, there was a lot of disbelief that I had to suspend. Yeah. And, uh, well, first of all, I thought it was fantastic that iconic musician Neil Diamond is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> a genius. Lot. A lot. Yeah. He is in this movie, and like his involvement in the end, especially, I think, is what just really takes it home. And so it's so ridiculous that it 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 actually works. In my opinion, Absolutely. I just yeah. it, like the the scene where where Amanda Peet's character Judith is 
walking actually she's like stomping over to steve zahn's character and mm-hmm. you think she's gonna like make out with him and she actually like hits him i was that's a fun moment it's a good it, it, it was fantastic so uh you, you know what um i was gonna save this till the end but i'll just go uh i'll pay my 30 dollars because i'm gonna dunk on this film Oh shit! Hold, wait, I have a question, real quick. I have a question, real quick. Are we doing context or no? Oh, oh yes, I forgot context. context oh, yeah. Honestly, we all forgot context. That's uh, telling. <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron, introduce this segment. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Kenny. Uh, hold on, James. Uh, before you, before you get in, uh, Olivia, dunking, wait a second, mm-hmm. Olivia. Before you get before we get into James's Duncan. Um, yeah. And there's no donuts or basketballs in this movie, so it's no. got to be dug in the film. Oh yeah. So, uh, Kenny, can, can you can you give us some context on this? Aaron, I would love to give some context. James, theme song, if you please. Context. That's aggressive. Outstanding. Uh, for people that might not have seen uh, the film Saving Silverman uh, or listened to the podcast, we like to provide a little bit of context of why someone might feel a little bit of shame outside of probably the wonderful response that we got from Jeremy about why he feels a little bit of shame. Eric, cut that out. Make me sound like a genius. Here we go. Uh, in a review... <laughs> uh, <clears throat> in a review titled Saving Silverman, uh, reviewed by Mark Sabloff, published Friday, February 9, 2001, at the Austin Chronicle. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Aaron, make a note. Reach out to Mr. Sablov. We'll have him on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll rewatch this film and have uh, him on the pod. Ah! Ah! Yeah. Ah! Here we go. Uh, if your life won't be complete until you get to see the naked backsides of both crusty Arlie Ermy and not crusty enough Steve Zahn in a major motion picture, your day has finally arrived, my friend. The story is this. Darren Silverman, Wayne, and J.D., Jason Biggs, Steve Zahn, and Jack Black, best friends since kidhood, uh, find their three musketeer act threatened by new arrival Judith, man Pete, who latches on to Darren like some sexy kickboxing succubus and demands that he break from his previous slobby guy ways. Shine flattered that such a lively looker could even consider him worth her time, he hesitantly acquiesces under the pressure of no more sex. Actually, not even that. The fact that this almost instant surrender ought to make Darren a completely unlikable, not to mention pathetic wuss, in the eyes of every male in the audience is glossed over with silly situations and poorly scripted jokes. When Wayne and JD conspire to kidnap Judith and thus win back their friend, they come off as the most sympathetic characters in a bad bunch. Their animal house stylings, black is particularly Belushi-esque, are funny in the way that guys like this in real life are funny. I know guys like this, at one time or another, I've been guys like this, and believe me, broken lazy boys can be an endless source of humor, but not for 95 plus minutes. What boggles the mind about Silverman isn't the remarkably shoddy writing. I feared that already. It's that even Jack Black and Steve Zahn can't get a laugh. These are two of the most inspired comic voices, yet they wander through this film as though they were parolees from some bizarre Jerry Lewis comedy wasteland. Amanda Peet is equally wasted, reduced to such a broad parody of uber bitch that the role quickly becomes more annoying than entertaining. Filled with a sort of humor that made Dude Where's My Car an almost a medic cinematic experience, 
Silverman reaches toward new heights of comic yeah. laziness and succeeds beyond anyone's wildest expectations. And I think this is a first for ranks that we've reviewed on this podcast. One bomb. Oh, wow. Oh. One bomb. That's uh, oof. Uh, I'm yeah. going to take that one bomb and slam it through a hoop onto this film. Uh, sure. I, uh, I'm dunking on it. As per Shane Watch established rules, you would probably rank this a negative four out of uh, oh, yeah. four to four scale. This is a negative four hardcore. Um, I, I, you know what? I'd say it's a negative three because in, wow. in the third act, there's some funny <laughs> bits that pay off, but it, it, it's just not sustained well enough. The pacing's weird but that's you know comedy pretentiousness aside from james fight uh it's just so fucking dumb it's so (laughs) dumb also let's just let's just like take a step back two men enter a woman's house and kidnap her that's not okay and like the entire time, there's like this like weird like '90s esque music that's like bow wow wow wow. Uh, it's it's so bad. Literally, if you replace that with like just like a creepy violin, it turns into the situation that's real, which is a horror. Like this is, I assume, women's nightmare where like people can just kidnap you and tie you up in a garage. That's why I, that's why I kind of liked it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, being kidnapped and being held for ransom, or you know, just just being cam- uh, kidnapped and being a prisoner is a woman's worst nightmare. <laughs> and that's just, fair. Yeah, you know, that's I do fair. not. Um, I do not endorse those activities at all. And I also, like I said, I don't like the fact that because yeah. Judith yeah. stated what she wanted, that she was labeled as a bitch. That's not cool. That being said, this movie and its crazy antics, and like you said, James, it was like somebody wrote this in a day. It kind of, it, it, I think yeah. that's what made it fun, is you knew like, that it wasn't good. <laughs> And that's why we're both paying $30 each. Yes. James, who are you donating to? What's that? Who are you donating your $30 to? I'll also do the food bank. Okay. Yeah. And so Aaron's also contributing, so Shame Watch is donating $90 to the Austin Food Bank. Yeah, Aaron, what are your feelings on this movie? (laughs) I counted counted 60. Just, Just James and Olivia. I don't know, Aaron. You've been pretty quiet about this movie so far. Yeah. So this is a pre okay, let's 9/11 not, film. What? Hold on. What's 9/11? It, it came out. It's a pre 9/11 film. So this came out pre 9/11. Yeah. I don't. What is? Uh, 9/11 is a. Uh, as, as are you talking? Are you talking about the, Y2K? The Y. Uh, no, it's, it's a pre 9/11 film. It happened before 9/11. This post Y two K, yeah, post Y two K, but yet I kind of remember going to the theater for this movie, which puts me puts me at six years old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I I could be wrong, but I I'm fairly confident that I went with my dad. 
Uh, oh my gosh. Because I think my dad was like, yeah, that looks fine. We, we can go watch. Because it's got Jack Black. He's a funny guy. We can go watch it. Um, That's true. And I distinctly remember watching it. And so here is the thing. I knew about Neil Diamond because my mama loves Neil Diamond. And then this movie kind of made me really like Neil Diamond after it, if I remember correctly. Um, but yes. here's the thing. You have three grown men. By the way, Steve Zahn is only three years younger than my dad, which seems really weird to me. I don't know why. Um, but we have three guys who are in a Neil Diamond cover band. We have a, a, a love interest. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Diamonds in the Rough. Oh, I didn't even know that. We have, Great job. Uh, uh, a female love interest who left the circus. By the way, her last name is Perkis. So it was the Perkis Circus. <laughs> she oh leaves God. the family circus uh, to become a nun after her love interest fell, slipped yeah. out of her hands because oh. he applied too much gel right. in his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Mario. That the was love a good interest guess. Name was Luigi. Uh, last name? Mario. It was Luigi Panini. Oh, that's right. Luigi Panini. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I can think of. Uh, we have Arlie Army and Neil Diamond. And y'all didn't like this movie? <laughs> I liked no. it. Olivia I liked it. it. I didn't. I, broke, I, broke, right. yeah, like, yeah. I don't like the fact that I like that I like this movie. <laughs> that, I get it. It It's dumb. It's silly. It, it really... The you know the whole kidnapping thing is inexcusable. It's terrible. You get a, <laughs> it. It's inexcusable. It's awful. All of Act Two. Yeah. Literally all of Act eat, Two. I wouldn't want somebody and to feed me Arby's. Like a, specifically, a big a Montana. <laughs> what is a big Montana? If I'm not mistaken, probably the promotional thing they were selling at the time. If I'm not I'm mistaken, like, yeah, we'll throw money the, at the meat oh, mountain. God. I think that's if what it's called now. Can we just talk about that awkward, almost sex scene where, like, the the sauce drips on her cleavage, and oh. then he... That's not, that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That was so weird. No. I, I don't... Again, like, this movie is just a weird male fantasy power trip. Yeah, and, and I will say... I, like. I, think, I think Jack Plank does a great job in this film though being like keeping, it, keeping it silly and that that's kind of why i think a female you know i'm just this is an observation um not speaking for ladies but olivia is that kind of women is that why the kidnap scene is kind of you can chuckle at it because it's got jack black eating spaghetti and it's got him falling from the top floor and it's it turns yeah, into a Charlie it, Chaplin. It's more film, comical. Like when he was he was lying about the fact that he wasn't by the refrigerator, that he was somewhere else in the house. It just it it Yeah. I don't want to say it's campy, but it makes this it makes the kidnapping seem less severe, even though it's still a really bad thing. It's easier to swallow a little bit that it, I'm just I'm gonna throw this out there. Just change the orange to more green in the color palette and then put over some cre- not even creep just normal piano music and it's a horror scene well you have jack black with goofy ears so that's why i think they were like no it's fine this is this is fine 
Like, I think that's why it, it stayed. According to this website, food.com, uh, a big Montana roast beef sandwich has a half pound of roast beef Jesus. on a sesame seed bun. And it and doesn't today like- at Arby's. This podcast is sponsored by Arby's. I'll take it. Get this- your curly fries and your milkshakes to go when you're Ooh. shopping at Arby's. This uh, this meat mountain sandwich that you're talking about, Aaron. Boy, howdy. It's, it's a big... Elks. It's a big I'd be like, feed me a water burger like instead. Feed me a patty melt. Or oh, you're so Texas. Biscuit. You are. So- oh hey, my gosh. When you grew it's up in Texas, it's it's just it's amazing. Yeah, they brainwash you. I know. Yeah, they brainwash And I consider okay. myself lucky because yeah. I'm so brainwashed. Because it started in Corpus. James. 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 Yeah. James, yeah, Kenny, the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Oh my god! This episode is sponsored by Waterburger, by the way. Uh, And just a a heads up: if you get the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich, tell them to take off the honey barbecue and put on honey butter, and it's just a giant honey butter chicken biscuit. And that's our tips and tricks for uh, hacking. The menu at Whataburger. Yep. Get yours today at whataburger.com slash shamewatch. Uh, I was looking up the ingredients of a big Montana sandwich for a good five minutes. Uh, what were we talking about? The kidnapping um, scene. Uh, saving children. Yeah. I will yeah. say, I'm going to jump a little fast forward. Nice. I do, I do love, uh, um, I forgot her name already, uh, Judith's backstory of like why she's so closed off and like quote unquote controlling like that did make me chuckle oh that was hilarious yeah yeah like a scene out of blood sport (laughs) yeah i still need to see that but yeah that's what uh my roommate said she's like involved in thai boxing or something like that i just like love like that 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 if we had more of that that then it'd be a better film for me but I don't know. It like it felt too in the middle lane because they didn't go wacky enough with those edits, like the backstory, and they try to keep it grounded at the same time. So it was for me in this very weird middle lane. It's it's weird because Jason Biggs is the lead. Yeah, he's not the like he's first build. Yeah, most yeah. definitely, he's not the protagonist. Yeah. Um, but he's the one that goes through a character arc but the movie's not about him it's about the two friends who don't go through a character arc outside of Jack Black realizing that he's gay which is oddly not homophobic yeah which is which is great yeah yeah Uh, it's just for this movie it's kind of like you would expect them to be doing a lot more gay panic jokes but it's oddly sympathetic uh, yeah, and uh, Jack Black is, you know, talking it out with Judith, and she's like, "Have you ever thought about sleeping with a man?" And Jack Black's only response is, "Like a tall man." <laughs> and the way he delivers it too is, it is very funny. It, it's so good because, like, part of me is like, "Well, like, I don't know, like, like just answer the question." But then he gets very defensive and like, "Well, I hate tall people, so I would never sleep with a tall man." Like, it's just, I hope. Okay, a short man. 
Yeah. Okay, short man. Well, like people can be too short, and that's weird. That's true. That is true. I've I dated somebody who was the same height as me, and I'm five two, and it was not. It, I just no. you heard it here first. Olivia hates short people. No, so if you're I, five two or below. Don't bother trying to date her. Get out of here, you dirty pigs. Uh, no, it's just like it's gonna be a hard time for me to be able to wear heels, which I love wearing heels. So. I get okay, that. Let's, let's dive into that. What constitutes like picking the right partner for uh, in a, in a woman's brain? Does it revolve around heels? Oh, How Wait. big is height? I've heard multiple women say, "Oh, he is too short. I can't date him." And they say, "James, go away. You're too short. Leave my life forever." You're, you're relatively tall, bud. Aren't you like six feet? You're tall. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, you're like six six. I, I should say I've been trying to date women from uh, the Amazon islands, from the Greek mythology. I don't oh. see those don't exist. Well, no right. woman uh, disagrees. Sidebar uh, permission to sidebar. Granted, uh, granted, Thank granted. You. Thank you. So I know female friends who are like that. They're so specific on the kind of height of a partner, male or female that they are interested in. For me, there are a lot of men who are taller than me at 5'2". Nice. The, yes. And so the one exception was like in high school and I actually loathe this person today. So like, yeah, that's a, on the Patreon level. If you contribute $25 a month, I will go in, into more detail about that and what I learned in therapy. But yep, that, yep. that being said, yes, that being said, like, for me, because most men are taller than me, I don't really have a problem with it. Just as long as I get to dress up and look cute and, you know, I don't know. Just, people know, I hate to sound really egotistical, but I love me and I'm not going to break another rule here. When people see, stop it, Kenny. <laughs> when people see, like, me and, some, and a male partner, I guess, people can already tell that I am the superior one. Whoa! <laughs> Go ahead and love you some you. There ain't nothing wrong with loving you some you. There ain't nothing wrong yeah. with that. It's That's important. why I'm so tired right now. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of my sidebar. It's really not a big deal for me about height because most men are taller than me anyway. Uh, can I have a sidebar off of that sidebar? Granted. Granted. Granted, but I warn you, tread lightly, counsel. I'm not gonna. I'm great. Love you, some love you, man. Love you. Yeah, I love you. me. Ain't I'm nothing great. wrong with that. We love you. We love that yeah. you love you. Yeah. That's all. I'm practicing self love in this quarantine. There you go. That's great. I'm learning a lot about myself. Hey, Kenny. Yeah, Bon. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on this movie? Yeah, Kenny. Yeah, we need to. Oh, some I'll donate thirty bucks to the Central Austin. <laughs> oh, not yes. bucks to so that's our highest donation. This is officially our most expensive episode. <laughs> <You can't hear laughs> <in>. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't done any broken any rules. No, you have to donate anyway. Just no, no, Kenny's about to donate thirty dollars. Okay, yeah. Kenny, go ahead and tell us. Are you Duncan? It's what not you about this film. It's got a man of Asian descent doing a very stereotypically Chinese voice. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
upskirt mm-hmm. shot of yep. a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's racist, super sexist, and it's the longest 90-minute movie that I've seen in a very long yeah. time. Oh, yes, thank you. That's so true. It felt like two hours. Uh, yeah, uh, I think the only other 90-minute movie that felt just as long was The Living Wake. <laughs> um, you hated that film. It's abysmal. <laughs> That's how the uh, rules started. That's... That, no, we had the rules before that. When was no. that? That was definitely before me. We yeah. had the rules, but yeah. we didn't have the punishment. And the yeah, punishment, the punishment was established on the living It shouldn't be a episode. punishment to donate to a good cause. True. That, Olivia's right. We get the privilege to donate to a good cause that we believe in. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all, if we ever cover La La Land, I will go broke. I will spend so much money talking about that film. <laughs> Also, okay, I want to make out one other point. Can we talk about the boob Granted. tape? Thank you. Can we talk about Granted. the boob tape that Amanda Peet had to keep her cleavage? Like, I want to know where they got that because what? I have some outfits where, like, your girl needs some extra support. Wait, what's boob I think tape? you're the only one in this uh, Zoom call that noticed that. Yeah. Other than just the fact that she had boobs. So, yes. So, boob tape for people who do not know anything about just fashion or fashion accessories basically it's a kind of double-sided tape that uh you place on a woman's breast if you're trying to go for a deep plunge blouse or gown and it kind of keeps the material from flapping out and um and it avoids a wardrobe malfunction and so you see a lot of celebrities on the red carpet who have dresses like that or attire like that, even suits like where women don the suits where like everything's unbuttoned and you can kind of see mm-hmm. some side boob. The yeah. tape keeps it together. And so okay. Amanda Pete has, I think at least two or three outfits in this movie where she has the deep oh. plunge. Girl is rocking yeah. it. She is rocking it, but I need to know right. where she got that boob tape from because I would like to know. I just, it never hurts. Amanda P, go ahead and uh, just uh, tweet at us where you got that boob tape, and uh, you'll help Olivia a good deal. It'll help with my thirst traps. (laughs) (laughs) Get that thirst trap. Thirst trap Thursday. Every Thursday. I I will talk about the stuff that I did like. What'd you like? (laughs) I love Steve Zahn, Jack Black, and Jason Biggs. Yeah. Yeah, they felt like friends. That's a great combination. I, no matter how insane uh, uh, Steve Zahn and uh, Jack Black were and misguided, they still felt like friends. Yeah, I think I always like Steve Zahn. I think so, not, too. That's a weird take for it, but I'll die on this hill. Uh, <laughs> Steve's. Yes, that's nice, nice execution, Kenny. Yeah, I'm going to be hosting ZonCon whenever we open up. ZonCon 2021, hosted by Kenny Madison. Yeah. And Shame Watch headlining. We have no choice but to stand. (laughs) We stand Zon. We stand Zon. We stand Zon. We stand stand Zon. If he he does anything bad, we are screwed. Uh, We're fond of Zon. Ah, that's good. 
Uh, but I, I always like Steve Zahn, again, going back to that thing you do. He's super great in that movie. Lovable, doofy. Um, a thing that he did recently that we don't talk about, but he might be the best part of is the last Planet of the Apes movie, War for the Planet of the Apes, yeah. where he mocap plays Bad Ape, which is so hilarious and oddly definitely a Steve Zahn character, but it's him playing a thin, hairless ape. And it's so <laughs> Um, this is Jack Black in his prime. He'd done High Fidelity the year before. Tenacious, oh, yeah. Tenacious D, I think, has been on HBO at this point. Um, he's about to do a whole bunch of other stuff. And he's hilarious in this movie. And I'm kind of fond of Jason Biggs as well. This is right whenever his star is at the highest doing... Uh, the American Pie movies, obviously, but also stuff like Loser, Boys mm-hmm. and Girls. Uh, what else is he in? You know, Jason Biggs stuff. Jason Biggs stuff. I mean, basically, yeah. I guess it just boils down to Loser, Boys and Girls, saving Silverman of the American mm-hmm. Pie franchise uh, at this point. But I, I mean, I, after that, at, those were pretty big for him, so I don't think he needs to do much else. Yeah. Although he was in uh, Orange is the New Black, and he was really good in that. Yeah. Uh, big fan of Chase Biggs. Uh, yeah. Fan of Amanda Peet. She's good yeah. in yeah. things. I, she, I agree with our reviewer that she was underutilized in this film. Because uh, yeah. all the characters were just super one-dimensional. Oh, so I was trying to figure out where Sandy... Like mm-hmm. where the actress was previously in, and it wasn't until the very end I go, "She's Monty and Big Fat Liar," and I only really know that oh. because I was Marty Wolf for Halloween oh. last year. Yeah, that's incredible, <laughs> dude. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I, have, I, a, like, I have a big question. Huh? I have a big question. Uh huh. Um, did is he pigeonholed? I like Jason Biggs. Probably. I certainly do. Yeah. But even in Orange is the New Black, he's given a very Biggsy role. Yeah, yeah I think he is. He yeah. discovers edging. So, like, is that just. <laughs> is Which that we just... talk about in our Before Trilogy episode on Patreon. <laughs> and that was yeah. an interesting experience for me. <laughs> it, it's, uh... We talked about edging? Yeah. Yes. Do I you don't remember, remember that? that. Oh, you no. gotta listen to you the gotta app. listen. You gotta it's listen so to the app. Good. If you record that so long ago, I don't remember what you we can talked access about. that episode if you are on if you are on the two dollar a month tier. Yeah, it's or a fun higher. episode. It's great. It's a great um, episode. Right up. Yeah, and it, it just kind of made me realize like what what's gonna happen when he's sixty. What, what, oh, he's gonna play the same role. That would he's actually be the really same. Role. It would be like yeah. that would be funny. They would reboot. They would reboot Bad Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> And okay. he would be yeah. Billy Bob no, Thornton's character. No, no, no. They'd reboot American Pie and it would be Jim's dad's. He would be the new Jim's dad. Ah, that's going to be It wouldn't weird. be a reboot. It'd be, it'd be like a soft reboot. Oh, wait. Billy Bob be... Thornton was Bad Santa. Yeah. 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 Johnny Knoxville. Grandpa? No. Oh, wait. okay. I knew it was somebody. I, I knew that that was a movie. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville was Bad Grandpa. And then there's also Robert De Niro who played Dirty Grandpa. Yeah, it got weird with with De Niro. <laughs> like, come on, man, you're you're De Niro. He did the Irishman. 
Yeah. And we it's all great. know how that turned out. It's, he's great. We all know how the Irishman turned out. It's all right. It's a really good movie. All right. Well, should have been a miniseries. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't watched it. I'm you know, listen. We uh, we need to be a little edgier. We're too we're too happy go lucky. Everyone get ready. This is time for Angsty James. We're going back to high school. But uh Jesus Christ. Okay. Um for the listener, uh, James oh, that- basically just tussled his hair to the front. Not a good look if he's planning to do a thirst trap. This isn't good thirst trap. No, no. It, unless it depends your on the thirst that needs to be quenched. Yeah. <laughs> so, some people might be for it. It's just uh, it's not my cup of James, though. I'll give you that. Not my cup of James. Yeah. That's fair. I like twenty-seven-year-old James. He's a. He, I, He's I like a good him. guy. He's a good He's guy. Self-actualized. <laughs> um, Instead of high school James, who thought uh, the wind didn't like him. <laughs> Uh, but I I think so I'm the only one that was moderately okay with this film Olivia liked it oh that's right but she I unironically but she ironically liked it but she still technically liked it I'll take that uh, but yeah I think uh, yeah. Th- this film is uh, by no means is it great but I think they were trying to is this is that sounds like a dunk. That sounds like a dunk. No, it's no, not a dunk. No. I just want Aaron to pay $35. I mean, he already owes $30. So it's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh don't, don't make him try to pay $60. It's not fair. Yeah, that's just me. Were they trying to, to piggyback off National Lampoon and American Pie and trying to make that's, something else with Saving Silverman? I mean, that's yeah. What it feels like. It definitely feels like in that same genre, just not as well executed uh watching this movie it felt like watching an adam sandler movie without adam sandler yes which also makes sense because it's got it's directed by dennis dugan who was a frequent adam sandler director um so that's why that's kind of why it feels like other adam sandler movies to me Uh, and it's definitely capitalizing on american pie stuff of the time yeah also, Jason Biggs is really good at physical humor. Yeah, he's just uh, really he's good. Got, whenever he's got the electric tape on his or the electrical tape on his nipples in the restaurant yeah. scene, and his body oh is convulsing, God. he's really funny at that. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. a lot of physicality. Like, yeah. that was mm-hmm. that was heavy. Does anybody want to take a guess as to how much money this movie made? Uh, Forty-three million dollars. I'm going to say thirty. Thirty. Olivia. Million. Thirty-five million. Okay, forty-three, uh, thirty-five. Kenny, twenty million. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so, with a budget of twenty-two thousand, or what? no, twenty-two million. I was sorry. gonna say. I was go. gonna say twenty-two thousand. That's an. It's like super indie. With a, <laughs> with a budget of twenty-two million. Uh, they grossed nineteen thousand four hundred and two, yeah. and with a worldwide 
uh, 19 million. 19 million, sorry. 19 million. Okay. And Aaron, worldwide buddy. brought in 26 million. Oh, wow. So yeah, I worldwide, this. It, it brought in money, but gross, it lost. Wow. <laughs> I remember this being a flop at the time, yeah. Uh, and I think it's only gotten a reputation because, like you said at the beginning of the episode, they ran this movie all the time on Comedy Central. Yeah. 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 It's one of those movies that we just don't have any types of those anymore, which and is just a movie that was forced into popularity because it was at, at that exact right price or mm-hmm. just cheap enough and just good enough to be constantly re-ran without yeah. cost costing that much. That's how Shawshank Redemption became a classic because no one went to go see that movie. Really? Uh, yeah. No. Big flop. Kind of got a little bit of awards buzz. I, I think probably procured a couple things and then just because it constantly re-ran on TNT. And still they does to wrong. this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad mentions it every time it's on. Yep. So. <laughs> um, My dad does that with uh, Community and Dexter and Walking Dead. What? Your dad likes community? Oh, my dad loves community. Oh, wow. He also loves Entourage. He also loves Entourage. Also loves, yeah. <laughs> so, we, we take that as you may. Yeah. Listen to our pandemic potpourri episode yeah. for context on that. That was a, God, that was a fun episode. But, yeah, um, that was a fun episode. Yeah, this, this film is so strange just because I don't know, like, because it's not a franchise that they were trying to do like American Pie and and National Lampoon. So like I don't know why they would try and throw it in the mix and it seems like a very straight to DVD film but with huge stars. Because well, this type of movie was big at the time starting with the uh, There's Something About Mary back in 97 kind of the gross yeah. out raunchy comedies with a little bit of heart we're super popular. American Pie definitely fits into that mode. American Pie brought the teen movie back. And mm-hmm. then Hollywood took the wrong lessons out of that and just went, we need to make our movies as raunchy as possible. And then you right. get movies like Road Trip, Euro Trip, Saving Silverman. Um, God, All right. Say but it the robot slow. fight scene in Euro Trip, still pretty funny. <sighs> <laughs> Do you hate Living Wake more or uh, Euro Trip more? Uh, Euro Trip by yeah. far is way worse. Um, at least the Living Wake, I can I can agree with its morals. Sure, it just has no good things. Period. Robot fight scene? No, 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 no. no. A no. tall man? No. No. <laughs> That's a good joke. It's such a funny joke. Oh, and Tenacious D is in this film. Yeah, Kyle Grazer is in it. A, Do we have anything else to say about this film? I, th- I think there is a good film in here because if you have Jason Biggs as your protagonist, but your movie's actually about the friends, that's clever in concept. I, I think this is a good... If you n- whittle it down and you take uh, these friends and turn it into some sort of sitcom... Uh, it's a good episode. Yeah, if you remove all the bad elements, you'll have a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> really, if you remove Act 2. Oh, also, when the coach uh, gets, like, it breaks into the prison, like, by backing the truck into the wall, oh, yeah. so he can go get Jack Black and Steve Zahn's characters. 
and they can go Classic. stop the wedding from happening. I thought that was so funny. Oh, and then he's he's like, okay, like don't worry, Neil Diamond. Like he's just he he falls out of the truck. And he, yeah. he like rolls onto the street. That's just I I lost it. Like I was laughing so hard. What a trooper! This is my first Ermy film. No, it's not. You've seen Toy Story. Yeah. Okay. Second. You've seen Toy Story too. Was this before? Wait, who does he play? He's the the general sergeant. In, oh. Yeah, in Toy Story. That's awesome. He kind of has a type. <laughs> what? No, I think everyone in this film kind of fits their role. It. This is gonna sound weird, but him and Danny Trejo kind of had the same path to success in in uh, cinema. They they were both brought into films as a uh, consultant, and then mm. took over the role uh, that they were brought in to consult on. Hmm. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah, Danny Trejo used to be a prison champion boxer, so they brought Danny Trejo in for a film, and they were like, "Well, no, this guy kind of looks better on film. Get him in there." And then Ermy was supposed to consult on was it. Uh, Full Metal Jacket that he was a consultant yeah. on, and they were like, uh, and "No, then he this... became the drill sergeant." Yeah, and they were like, "He, no, this guy is just too wow. perfect. Put him in." Wow! Wow! That's like a huge step up. Yeah. So, but it's kind of weird that I always think I always compare Ermi and, and Trejo together just in their path to success, just because they weren't supposed to be in it, right? Uh, well, speaking of a path of success. Uh, let's see who our winners today will be of America's favorite game. Aaron, write that down. This is America's favorite game. Favorite, yeah. The game. Rotten Tomatoes game. Bop, boop, boop, bop. Splash. The Thirsty Tomatoes game. <laughs> uh, the Thirsty Tomatoes game is based off the website thirstytomatoes.com, a film review <laughs> aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system that assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh rotten or thirsty this is not a score that a film is x percent good it is only a score of how many people liked it i'm going to ask our esteemed panelists for two scores without going under uh 43 percent 43 out of 100 critical reviews why 43 uh you know i think i honestly i'm just playing the high game <laughs> i think it's much lower but i want some cushion well, James is playing the high game. Uh, Olivia, sweet Caroline Suarez, what's that sweet, sweet score that you're going to lay on us for the critical audience? Uh, critical score? I'm going to say 30%. 30%? Why 30? James, James is reasoning, but minus 13%. Now, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm changing uh, my name. Now, Aaron. <laughs> okay. That's um, now, Aaron. Now, Aaron. 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 I'm going to say, uh, hello. Aaron. I'm going to say thirty. That's what I said. Oh, you said thirty. Then I'll say twenty-nine. Fudge. I'm going under. Uh, I I think, yeah. I don't I don't think this was well received at all. I think everybody hated this film. Um, I think it was something that people were repulsed at <laughs> from the get go. Uh, well, Aaron, you'll be happy to know that your pessimism has pay, uh, paid off. You are closest without going under. 
The correct answer is 18%. Oh! Oh, my God! <laughs> Stop! Oh. Still a little high. Uh, that sounds like a dog. Oh. Um, oh. Little high, little low, little pop, little show. Okay. <laughs> you were a little now moving on to our audience ratings out of 61,936 audience ratings. Uh, Aaron, what do you think the audience approval rating is for Saving Silverman? Represent. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, that's a lot, dude. I'm going to say... Uh, 62%. 62%. Indeed. Wow, uh, that's a lot. Miss Olivia. I'm going to say 43%. <laughs> Because James is reasoning, but audience version. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Fight, it all comes down to you. Well, I was going to keep the same score, but uh, I'll bump it up to 55. 55%. Now, that's much higher than what Olivia said, but lower than what Aaron said. Yeah, I'm trying to play that middle game. uh, Because I'm middle-of-the-road fight. Uh, well, gosh darn it, looks like you're going to have to get your yellow paint out because that middle of the road has certainly paid off for you. Uh, James's answer is 55. The correct answer is 51. What? Uh, yeah. Wow. All right. And it has Neil Diamond. So, by mine and Kenny's calculations... It's over. It's ninety minutes, so it's a perfect film. That's over ninety. Minutes. It's ninety six uh, minutes, Aaron. Well received. It's well received. It's it's above fifty. So the, I just I just so it works out. Yeah, it's longer it's than ninety minutes, minutes, so it can't be. It's yeah. ninety or less. I have a window of about eight well, minutes. Listen, that's not if, not if it fits stuff, within that window. Because this movie felt so long, I paused it. <laughs> Uh, and the movie still had 45 minutes to go, and I was like, we have to be towards the end of the movie. It felt it felt so long. That's why it'd be a good TV episode. If they just cut a lot of things. But um, before we lose internet again, or before I lose internet again due to this uh, thunderstorm <laughs> that we're currently experiencing in, in Austin, Texas, um, uh, do we have any final thoughts? Any final words? Uh would love to see Amanda Peet more again. Yeah. 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 Amanda Peet's great. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Peet, please reach out to mm-hmm. us. We have burning questions. Well, that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Wait. 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 Dude, if you get the no, nacho stuck together, it's one podcast. Nice. Nice, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, this one our episode of Shame Watch. Uh, thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Have suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shame Watch Pod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost 
money to put out superb content like this pod. So even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. Uh, 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 Kenny. Yes. What's the $10, $10 level uh, I'd love to tell you about that. At the $10 level, you get all the wonderful uh, access to all the ancillary podcasts that are associated with the Shame Watch as an organization. You get Olivia's wonderful Shame Watch TV. You get access to all previous movie marathon episodes that we've done. You also get a monthly picture of one of our hosts' feet along with a nice haiku written either by Aaron Salinas or James Fight, not myself or Olivia. Uh, Aaron, what happens at our $7 level? At our $7 level, also known as Remorseful, you get everything previously stated in our $5 and $2 tiers, but you also get special behind the scenes that you can't get anywhere else. You get to contribute and help pick out our next movie marathon, and you get uh, get a heart full of love. Uh, Olivia, what happens at our $2 level? Oh, snap. So at the I changed it up on you. I know. So at the $2 level, this is the first tier, but it's the first taste of what we're like on Patreon. You basically get access to all of the movie marathon episodes and you get access to our spinoff series, Shame Watch TV. We just concluded The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. And season two, there's a good chance it will be a show that rhymes with Schneidy Schnee Schneeonse. <laughs> and at our five dollar level, uh, you get uh, <laughs> every, uh, all the bonus things that Olivia just mentioned, and also uh, Olivia's headshot, autograph, autographed headshot. And uh, those tasty little bits that we talk about before each podcast. You get to see what we talk about before the pod, uh, just as we check in and talk with one another. But as part of uh, the $2 level and above, I will now shout our patrons' names into the, the ether of the internet. Starting with Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Uh, Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa, okay. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Herc. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. Miranda Suarez. Of San Marcos, Texas. Uh, Irene Suarez of San Antonio. Wait, 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 wait. And uh, that, my friends, has been our episode. Sweet Caroline. Pod, pod, pod. (laughs) That was so good. I've never seen so good. Ah. I so feel good. inclined. Pod, pod, pod. Don't know Bye. the rest of the Bye. words, but I'm gonna know.